Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to another episode of Buffo Booth. My name is Benson Fetzer, and I will be the host of the show today. It has been a, uh, a good week for Pirates Baseball. It's been a good week since we last talked. Um, we last talked on Saturday when the Pirates were taking on the Braves in that three-game series. And, you know, that series wasn't the best. It certainly was not the best series we've ever had. But since Saturday, um, you know, we, we lost the, the final two games of that series. But then we swept the Reds like we should, and we've won the first game against the Marlins, uh, looking to start up another game in just about an hour, barring any rain delays. So it has been a good week for Pirates baseball as we are now just one game under 500, looking to get back to 500 this afternoon. So let's go to our weekly awards. Player of the week goes to Gregory Polanco. 409 average this week, 9 for 22, two home runs and six RBIs. There is some bad news regarding Mr. Polanco, though. Uh, awkward spot last night in the second base. Did not look good. I was there in person, and I'm just hoping that he can get back on the field. He's not in the lineup tonight. This afternoon, Pablo Reyes will be in right field uh, serving there. Um, you know, I really hope that Polanco is not hurt because he has had a fantastic season, and you would hate for it to end injury plagues, and we need him down the stretch for sure. He is the biggest bat in that lineup, the most important bat in that lineup, and when he's not there, it really makes it hurt. I mean, he's leading the team in home runs and RBIs, 23 and 81 respectively. And we need Polanco back as soon as possible. Hopefully we can get him for the Cardinal series because that's going to be a big one. Uh, pitch of the week goes to uh, Dovidas Nevarowskis. Pitched two-thirds of an inning in one game, gave up one hit, and struck out one. You know, I, I picked him because he struggled most of his major league career, especially in 2018. And I'm just happy that, you know, in those two-thirds of an inning, he – buckled down he got the job done um I think Dovidas has big backhand potential he still does he has struggled but he has that potential and I know he can tap into that potential I know it is there he just has to get to that point and hopefully uh this September during our stretch run um he can be another middle relief guy you know behind uh the Richard Rodriguez's and the uh Edris Santana's of the world so Wonderful work from Dovidas this week. Love what I've been seeing from him. And since he is a rookie, uh, he's going to have to go down as our rookie of the week as well. And, you know, going into 2018, he made the opening day roster, uh, was sent down April 15th, I believe, along with Josh Smoker. That was when we brought up Richard Rodriguez and Kyle Crick. And that was a fantastic roster move. Uh, but Dovi, the, the Pirates like him a lot. They do, and for good reason. I mean, he throws 98-plus, looks with ease. He has a nasty curveball. He just has to harness his potential, 
defy this command because guys can turn around 98 miles per hour. It's not impossible in modern-day baseball anymore. So once Dovey can figure that out, he can be a force in that bullpen, and a bullpen that is already solid and that is already locked up. It's not a bad thing to have too many arms. And Dovidus Nebraskas, I'd love to see the Lithuanian live up to his potential that he knows he has and the Pirates know he has. Talking about our gold glove of the week, give it to Adam Frazier. 22 total chances, 15 assists, 7 put-ups and a part of 2 double plays, no errors this week. And, you know, ever since Adam Frazier became the full-time second baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates with uh, Josh Harrison pretty much being not out for the season with a hamstring injury, but more like uh, not 100%, not going to get better, not going to get worse for the rest of the season. But Adam Frazier has really impressed me and has impressed a lot of Pirates fans um, with his glove. That was one knock on him. But ever since he's been playing every day, I mean, he's been able to work on his glove, and his hitting has been fantastic. So Adam Frazier is going to be a cornerstone in that lineup for years to come. And, uh, I mean, the way he started the season, the where he is now, very impressive stuff for Mr. Frazier, as uh, Greg Brown would say. So, into what I really want to talk about today. And that's, um, you know, another season is almost in the books for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and there's been another power outage, a major power outage in Pittsburgh. One season after finishing next to last in the majors with just 151 homers, this season, the Pirates ranked just 25th in the majors with just 136 stingers on the season. Sadly, due to the latest stretch of ineptitude when it comes to power, the Pirates have a chance to match last season's home run total. Where has the power gone? Not that there was much power in the lineup to begin with, but whatever power the Pirates has been drained over the course of the last month. On August 12th in San Francisco, the Bucks were in striking distance of the second wildcard spot. While that series will be remembered by some for the decision to start Clay Holmes, it was also was the time the bats went dead. And 22 games since, the Pirates have hit just 10 homers. 10. Gregory Polanco and Adam Frazier have hit four each in that span, meaning on the entire roster. Only Elias Diaz and Stalin Marte have hit the ball out of the park once in the last 22 games. How does that happen? In the same span, Ronald Acuna is at 13 homers, while Christian Yelich and Hunter Renfro have matched the Pirates' team with 10 homers each. Things don't get any better if you extend it out to the last 30 days, as the Bucks have the lowest total in baseball with 16 homers. It doesn't help when guys like Josh Bell and Colin Rand aren't hitting for power, but regardless of the excuses, the Pirates have to find power somewhere for next season. This trend can't continue. So does power go hand-in-hand with winning? That's the question. Of course you need good pitching and good defense to win. Also have to match. Of the teams that rank in the top 10 in home runs this season, eight of them are in contention for a playoff spot. Teams such as the Phillies, 15th, Braves, 17th, and Diamondbacks, 20th, rank in the second, third of the league and still have a chance at making the postseason. So hitting the ball out of the yard at an insane rate isn't a necessity, but no team in the bottom third of the league is in playoff contention, and that's where the Pirates have been every season since 2015. It's not impossible, but it makes things a lot harder. Keep this in mind. The Pirates 
only have four players in double figures and homers. It would take all four of those guys combined to eclipse the 59 homers that Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton have combined for, and that duo has only played in 237 combined games. The Pirates' top five home run hitters combined equal 72 homers on the season. Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez have combined to hit 68. The game has changed. And unless the Pirates get with the times, their offense is going to be lagging behind. So where does the power come from? There's no real answer here. Power hitters aren't cheap, so that likely puts the bucks out of the running for anyone on the free agent market. A trade in the offseason involving a starting pitcher for a young and controllable bat is an option, but also not likely. The only other option is cross your fingers and hope guys like Bell, Marte, Corey Dickerson, Moran, and others all develop into consistent 20-plus home run guys, and that isn't likely. Whatever the case, this is something that can't go on for a fifth consecutive season, and it's something Neil Huntington is going to have to get creative to address in the offseason. It's a problem. It's a problem that the Pirates face organizationally, and it's a problem that's going to continue to plague the team unless they can find a power back. Gregory Polanco is the only guy that has 20-plus home runs, and he's at 23 right now, and he is hurt. If you think we're having a major power outage right now, if we don't have Polanco for the rest of the season, who's going to be hitting the home runs? Who's going to be giving them us that instant offense? Who? Nobody. Adam Brazier's hit four home runs since that giant series. Marte, maybe, Diaz, but Diaz doesn't start every day. Where are we going to find that power? Because that power is what drives contenders. We have the pitching. We have the defense, especially the pitching. That pitching rotation is a force to be reckoned with. Where's the offense? Where's the power? If Neil Huntington can't solve this power outage in 2019, we're going to be outage of the playoffs for years to come. That is the reality we face. Let's talk a little bit about Jamison Tyon. I want to talk about him. And he has taken a step forward this year, lowering his ERA by about a full run. He's also striking more hitters out. The most common way to show strikeouts is strikeouts per nine, which is strikeouts times nine divided by innings pitch. Last season, Tyon struck out 8.42 batters per nine innings. The league average starter rate was 7.96. Tyon was striking out 0.46 batters per inning more than the league. This season, Tyon has struck out 8.34 batters per nine innings compared to the league average starter rate of 8.19. Tyon is striking out only 0.15 more batters per inning than the league. He is also striking out less batters per nine innings pitched than last year. However, he is striking out more batters this year than in the past. How can this be? He's simply facing less batters per inning and a result having a lower strikeout rate per nine. Here are his career rates and information. So in 2016, he faced 418 batters, struck at 85 guys in the 104 innings. He faced 4.02 batters per inning with 7.36 strikeouts per nine. Last season, he faced 587 batters, striking out 125 of them in 133 and two-thirds innings. That's a 4.39 batters per nine per inning facing and an 8.42 strikeouts per nine. So far in 2018, he's faced 681 batters with 152 strikeouts, 
in 164 innings. Uh, it's 4.15 batters per inning and uh, striking out 8.34 per nine. So if you look at his career totals, he's faced 1,686 batters in his career, striking out 362 and 401 and two-thirds innings, facing 4.2 batters per nine with a 8.11 strikeout per nine career rate. So last season, Tyne faced 4.39 batters in inning to just 4.15 innings. A decrease of 0.24 batters per inning or 2.16 batters per nine innings. He's been more efficient, making a strikeout per nine comparison more difficult. What's an inning? Perhaps the best example of the flaw in strikeout per nine is former Pirates sir Tyler Glasnow's last start. Glasnow struck out two batters in two-thirds of an innings, or a 27 strikeouts per nine, which is the maximum. Appears that Glasnow struck out every batter because it ignores important context batters faced. Glasnow faced 10 batters and only struck out two batters. Much worse. If Glasnow faced five batters in two-thirds of an inning and struck out two, it would be much more of a better result than what he did. Using strikeouts per batter is a much better result, especially if the pitcher is being more efficient in the past each inning. Back to time, that's where it comes into play. Tyron has struck out 152 of the 681 batters this season, compared to 125 of 587. That's a 22.3% strikeout rate compared to a 21.3% strikeout rate. Despite his case per nine decreasing, Tyron is striking out more batters that he faces this season. An important distinction because of context. Outside of being more efficient in terms of batters per inning, Tyron has also increased his swinging strike rate by 2.3 percentage points, going from 8.2% last year to 10.5% this year. And his main pitches have seen a year-over-year bump. From Brooks Baseball, these are Tyron's whiff rates by pitch type at the big league level. So in 2016, 9.52% on the four seam got swinging misses. 7.8% on the sinker, 9.15% on the change, did not throw a slider, and 10.42% on the curve. So last year on the fourth team, he got 8.29% whiff rate, 8.8% on the sinker, 10.23% on the change, still didn't throw a slider last year, and 12.22% on the curve. So, so far this season, he's gone 11.38% swing and a miss rate on his fourth team, 8.03 on his sinker, 6.77 on his change, 15.67 on his slider, and a 14.09% on the curve. So Tyler is actually his forcing usage from 28.87 to 34.84, going less with a sinker. So, you know, I was uh, looking at some stuff and about Tyler's pitch usage. And in the situations where Tyler wants to throw his two-seamer by deviating to the four-seamer or using the lower ceiling, higher floor, valued slider and curve, Tyler can improve his overall outcomes by a few fractions of a run per pitch. Using Vanguard's 15-game rolling average, Tyon did exactly that, going more to the slider than the finger as the season goes. So the other increase that is noticeable is the curveball, increasing the width percentage by 1.87 percentage points. His curveball is his best breaking ball, not so surprisingly, given that he had a future value of 60 on the pitch the last time he was a prospect. Despite Tyon's increase in strikeouts per nine, he's actually striking more batters out than he was last season because of his ability to be more efficient in batters that he's facing per innings in 2018. 
He's also seen his swinging strikeout rate increase in part because of lower usage in a sinker, two-seam, and developing a slider. Using rates over per nine innings provides more accurate information. Listen, guys, time is becoming the ace of this stack. There's no denying that. You know, his first week of the year, he won Player of the Week. And I honestly thought he could win the Cy Young Award, the way he's pitching. April and May, he was crap. I'm, just, I'm not going to put it lightly. He was terrible in April and May. But ever since June, my God, you don't want to face Jamison Tyron. You just don't. You, you know he's not going to give up more than three runs. He's just not. That's how good Jameson Tyron is. He is a great baseball player. A great pitcher. He is. And I don't think you can deny that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.